Hey everyone, Ryan here. Welcome to episode number 30 of the audio briefings. Thanks for joining us. Uh, If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts and uh, follow us on Instagram at Cardinal Aviation uh, to stay updated with all the the visual side of what we do. Uh, It's been a kind of a crazy week. Uh, You know, I've been working with some clients, uh, did the Turbine 206 thing again this week. We got weathered out one day, spent the the whole session in the hangar talking about weather charts and and reading weather maps and going over basic foreflight uh, and some of the the awesome features that are in foreflight and today uh, I kind of want to call this episode I planned to fail and I succeeded and it really kind of follows two stories uh, today I had uh, really two failures and and one big success and I think you might have a little bit of fun hearing about it so at the end of the last episode, uh, I talked about something I was going to get up to today, and that was going on an introductory helicopter lesson. And the reason for doing that, uh, you know, again, is I've been flying airplanes for over 20 years now, and uh, it's something that I've got experience in that comes fairly naturally, uh, that, you know, with practice, we get good at certain things. And and in my time working with clients in the airplane, uh, instructing our traffic control trainees, we often lose perspective on what it is like to be a student, what it is like to struggle with a concept, uh, to really get our head around the, the hands and feet coordination, whatever the skill may be as instructors, as coaches, as mentors. I think sometimes it's important that we uh, ground ourselves and remind ourselves what it is like again to be a student, because I know in my case, uh, you know, working with various people of different experience levels, uh, I feel like I have sometimes uh, lost some perspective or maybe a better way to put it is my expectations of where somebody should be for their experience may be a little bit skewed. And and it's something I've recognized lately and something I wanted to do something about. And, and for me, that was going out and trying uh, a new skill, something I knew I was going to absolutely suck at. So before we get to that story, um, some of you may know I'm uh, involved in uh, kind of managing our local uh, British Columbia General Aviation Association. If you're interested in that, it's bcaviation.ca. But anyway, we try and do things a little bit differently, come up with new fun ideas. And a couple months ago, uh, we had this idea to uh, go to a couple of the microbreweries and see if any of them wanted to partner with us on doing a custom aviation theme beer can specifically uh, as a gift for our members and we did find a local brewery so we've been working with them for a few months and yesterday uh, I finally picked up uh, the beer so uh, as we were planning this order uh, I had initially planned to do 800 uh, units 800 cans uh, and they're they're in four packs and yesterday when I went they were just about to go run uh, run the cans and fill them and do the labeling and all that. And they said they had a thousand labels and they would run the 800 cans and give me 200 labels. But I mean, really, what am I going to do with 200 labels? So I said, you know what? Screw it. Go ahead, run a thousand cans. And I came away from that just like, holy crap, I just ordered a thousand beers. And 
I'm going to be sitting on this forever. How, you know, how the hell am I going to move all this stuff? So anyway, I emailed the membership saying, Hey, I know that beer I had mentioned a little while ago. Um, it's being run right now. And, you know, just let me know if you want some. And those thousand units were gone in two hours, which is absolutely nuts. Um, we have an awesome community. And apparently when you mix, uh, an airplane and a beer can and, you know, a pandemic, uh, people want to stock up. And I mean, it's not toilet paper, it's beer, but my thousand cans was woefully, uh, low on the, on the demand list. So, uh, we've got some, some upset members, rightfully. So, I mean, it was all gone before they even got the email, but, uh, we're going to do this again. And, uh, and probably in November, I'm going to order twice as much. And I think this is something really fun we've been able to do with our community in, in concert with a local business. So that's kind of part one. That, that was my, one of my failures was grossly underestimating the thirst of pilots when it comes to beer with an airplane label on it. And, and this edition did have my airplane on the, on the can, uh, the, the yellow bear hawk. Uh, the next time we do this, we're going to feature another member's airplane and we'll hold a little photo contest for that. But Again, that's that's BC General Aviation Association related, not really cardinal, but it's kind of a funny story. I failed at at assu- uh, estimating the the amount that uh, I need to order for a bunch of thirsty pilots. That's failure number one. Success number one, and really my one success today was when I went to go pick up the order. Uh, you know, I drive a Chevy Volt electric car hatchback, and. Uh, you know, if it fits, it ships. Somehow I fit a uh, thousand and ten tall cans of beer inside my hatchback. Uh, my suspension wasn't so happy on the drive home, but we got her done. So that was my big success. So, so far we're to one failure in estimating the amount to order and one success in fitting a thousand and ten beers in a hatchback. Uh, I think I need some sort of patch or, or certificate for that, but what I really want to talk about is is the helicopter session today, and I, that's why you guys are all still here. I kind of threw in that beer story, but um, I went out flying today with uh, with Sam Adams. You can find him on Instagram at Hey Sam Adams, and he is a, a helicopter instructor at BC Helicopters, which is here in British Columbia, Canada. Uh, they are at the Abbotsford Airport. They fly. They have a Robinson R44 and also a Cabri G2, which is a relatively new helicopter. Uh, really small, really cool training machine. And I wanted to go out and do something that I knew I was going to suck at. So Sam said, hey, come come to a flight. Let's, let's try this. So we went out to Abbotsford today. Uh, we spent probably about 45 minutes in the classroom. And uh, the first thing that was really obvious is the laws of aerodynamics don't change. Um, just the application of those principles do, whether the wing is attached to the airplane or it's spinning above your head at, you know, 600 RPM, uh, aerodynamics don't change. Uh, you know, the, the concept of, of lift vectors and, you know, is the vector of lift straight up or to the side or, or forward and, uh, and the concept of lift and drag and weight, all those things don't change, uh, whether you're in an airplane or a helicopter. So we are able to kind of get through that stuff. We talked about the primary flight controls, you know, your cyclic, your collective and, uh, and your pedals. And I kept calling them rudders, but apparently you can't call it a rudder in a helicopter because there's no rudder in a helicopter. So they're pedals. Um, so we did a ground session. We jumped in the helicopter, you know, running through the checklist, got to start it up. How that was pretty freaking cool. I started the engine just like a normal piston piston engine. It's a Lycoming piston engine, uh, like an airplane. And uh, I almost forgot I was in a helicopter until that rotor started spinning above my head. 
Um, anyway, we took off and, uh, as we were climbing away from the airport, Sam gave me the controls and it was, man, was that twitchy. It's like, uh, balancing a beach ball on a needle. And we went and flew up towards the mountains there. And there's a bunch of really cool helipads that are made out of logs that are in these hillsides. And he says, you know, just go fly up this little, this canyon here, uh, kind of gap in the mountains. And uh, I mean, my hands started getting sweaty. Like that is nowhere I would ever put an airplane. There was no... You couldn't make a 180 turn in an airplane there. And so based on my past experience, I mean, it was foreign. It felt dangerous. Uh, it was super uncomfortable. And he brought us in landing on this uh, helipad that was protruding off the side of this mountain surrounded by trees. Uh, is made out of logs. And I mean, I swear that we were going to give the bushes right in front of the helicopter a, a trim with the rotor. But I mean, he knows his bubble. He knows where where the helicopter space is. And uh, it was really cool to watch as uncomfortable as it was. Uh, and for the first time in a long time in a flying machine, I felt completely out of place. I felt like I knew absolutely nothing. I did not know what to do. I didn't know how to safely get out of there. And I was completely trusting Sam uh, to make all the decisions, to tell us where we were going to go. And you know, that was humbling for me because you know I'm used to having the full picture, knowing what's happening, knowing what our out is. And I mean, it was a real eye opener. So anyway, we took off from there, uh, went and landed probably three or four other spots, you know, did turns and climbs, all, all the usual stuff, uh, contour flying along the terrain. And I got the hang of the, the flying at straight and level and, and doing normal turns part, even though it was twitchy, it's not like you can just trim it out and let it go like you do an airplane. But it was when we got back to the airport and we went in to do some uh, air quotes, hover work, uh, that things got real. And we came in and, uh, you know, one control at a time, uh, first the, first the cyclic and then the collective and then the rudder, uh, I tried hovering and I've watched videos, uh, online and some people get this, you know, a, a rudimentary hover going in their first lesson. I'm definitely not that person. And I think what it is, is from my airplane flying, especially tailwheel, I always have positive pressure on both rudder pedals. Um, I tend to have a bit of a heavier left foot, but I always have positive pressure and the controls in the helicopter are like feather light. I mean, you just even think about your, your right foot and there's, there's pressure going there and there's a big change in where, where the machine is pointing. So, I mean, I tried, I failed, I tried, I failed, I got a little bit better. I failed and, and the most humbling moment for me, and it was a little bit of a gut check was, I mean, I started kind of going all over the place and I lost reference of what was neutral. And I actually had to tell Sam, like, you take control. I said, you have control, take it. And I mean, he kind of recovered us and went, did not a rotation, which is, uh, something interesting. We had an argument, him and I, uh, he said he'd rather have an engine failure in a helicopter over an airplane. And I disagreed, but, uh, anyway, we did that, uh, had a, a great time. It was really eye-opening. Uh, went and landed back at BC Helicopters and, you know, had a debrief. And I mean, what an awesome experience. Uh, just to uh, go up in a machine, to have an experience, trying to fly something that I know absolutely nothing about, uh, to be humbled, to have a new respect for, and my fixed wing uh, brethren will, will shoot me for this, but to have a new respect for helicopter pilots, for what they do, for what they're able to do. Uh, it was just, it was a great day. Uh, I was on the flying BC podcast the other day and we were talking about flying with helmets. And one of the questions I had said to Warwick was, 
you know, I wonder why helicopter pilots just wear helmets all the time, why it is normal and why we don't do it in, in fixed wing flying. And, and today I got my answer. It's because they are operating in really close proximity to, uh, to trees, to terrain and, uh, the slightest thing, I mean, you'd hope it doesn't happen based on, on their experience, but the slightest, uh, thing could cause a rotor strike or a rollover. And again, it is at very slow speed cause you're probably close to a hover and that, that helmet is going to make a big, uh, big difference, especially in that operation. So, um, I did wear my fixed wing helmet that I use in the Bearhawk today. And I asked Sam in advance, I said, am I going to look like a complete douchebag walking into this helicopter school for an intro flight carrying a helmet? I mean, it's not like I, I picked it up for this purpose. I fly with it anyway. He goes, no, 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 we all do it. Just, just bring it. So anyway, um, it was a great experience. Uh, BC helicopters, really cool outfit, uh, a little bit more kind of grassroots, uh, type feel to it. They do a, uh, four month intensive zero to commercial helicopter license where you fly Monday to Friday. And that's the difference between fixed wing and helicopter is with fixed wing, you would go, you know, uh, student pilot to private pilot build time commercial, uh, in the helicopter world, you can go straight from zero to commercial. And in Canada, it's a hundred hours. So, uh, Anyway, really great experience. They have some really cool videos on YouTube. So uh, check Pilot Yellow. That's uh, Misha. He's one of the owners of BC Helicopters. I mean, they pretty much have a whole helicopter course on YouTube. It's really entertaining to watch. It's really informative. It's super positive. Some great insights on there. So check out uh, Pilot Yellow. Uh, that is actually how they end up attracting a lot of their students from out of the country that come and train with them. So. Uh, Failure number one today was not ordering enough beer. Success number one today was fitting a thousand and ten of them in my hatchback. And failure number two, which was what I had actually set out to go do and fail, was uh, basically fly or hover a helicopter. So uh, it was a great day. Uh, I'm hungry now to improve. I'm I'm seeing if they'll you know maybe entertain me doing a couple more lessons there. Cause you know, I can't, I can't walk away not being able to do something. I want to learn. I want to learn from Sam. I want to learn from, from Misha, whoever is willing to pass on, uh, their, their knowledge and experience. And with that, um, I talked about at pad tango the other day on Instagram and, and he's an instructor at a competing flight school in, in Abbotsford. So next week I'm planning to go meet with him and go do a flight in, a different helicopter, a much older helicopter, much uh, more underpowered, more rudimentary helicopter. Uh, again, I'm a fixed wing guy, but you know, I'm curious. And if, if I'm even thinking about maybe doing a conversion just to, to get the other license, you know, you got to shop around, you got to see what works best for you. But you know, after a great first date with Sam, uh, going flying with the uh, at pad tango next week, I, I feel like I'm, I'm cheating on my girlfriend after the first date. So Sam, I'm sorry, it's not personal, but you know, I'm curious, I got to kind of play the field and see what feels right. And you know, wherever I end up, uh, it was just an amazing experience. You're a fantastic instructor and uh, you showed extraordinary patience with me. And I know you're a relatively new instructor, but uh, I was taking notes on how you handled me and how you uh, showed patience with me and explained things to me that I hope to carry forward and use with, with my clients, uh, with my newfound perspective on what it is like to be a student that is struggling with a concept. I mean, when we were flying out to the lake today, uh, you know, you were explaining concepts to me and, and you must've been talking for, for a good three minutes. And 
I think I said to you, you know, I think I caught three words of that. So I was so focused on the task that I wasn't processing the information that you were feeding me. And that's, that's not your fault. I mean, that's, you're comfortable. I'm drinking from the fire hose and that is exactly what I wanted today. I wanted to drink from the fire hose. I wanted to be reminded what it was like to be a student. And I wanted to go out and absolutely suck at something so that I can be a better pilot, a better coach, a better instructor, um, better parent, whatever it is. Uh, these things are all interrelated. So uh, thanks, Sam. Thanks, Misha. Thanks, BC Helicopters. Uh, Pad Tango, I look forward to flying with you next week. And I, I promise this podcast is not going to turn into a helicopter podcast, but it is an aviation podcast. And there's things that we can take that we can learn from all different types of aviation uh, to apply to our own flying, whatever that might look like. So until next time, until we have our next topic, which will probably be uh, more fixed wing related, I don't know. Um, check us out online, www.cardinalaviation.ca. Contact me, info at cardinalaviation.ca, on Instagram at cardinalaviation. And if you're looking for some other cool aviation podcasts, check out the Flying BC podcast, www.flyingbc.com. Uh, I did the last episode with Warwick. We talked about flying helmets. Uh, he interviewed myself, uh, Steve Thorne, Flight Chops, and Kevin Mayer, who's an airline pilot, uh, flies Warbirds, Aerobatic, and Air Shows. A uh, really interesting guy. Uh, check that stuff out. And, uh, and yeah, until next time, fly safely, never stop learning.